Hello, and welcome back to the Peerless Etiquette Podcast. I'm your host, Zakia, your friendly etiquette and image expert, helping you to improve your appearance, your behavior, and your communication skills for personal and professional success. To learn more about Peerless Etiquette and what we can do for you, visit us online at peerlessetiquette.com. All right. How is everyone doing? I hope everyone is doing great, that you're safe, that your family is safe on this Thursday afternoon. Today, our topic is all about virtual etiquette, how to polish your virtual etiquette for personal and professional success. Let's get started on the topic right away. Tip number one is be a proper host or a proper hostess. If you are new to virtual conferencing or you are new to any of the platforms that you're currently using for work or as a part of your own personal business, I want you to choose one platform and become proficient at that platform so that you can be a proper virtual host or hostess. Now, what this means is If you're going to use Zoom or Google Hangouts or WhatsApp or you're using Facebook Lives, whatever it is, become proficient at using that platform so that you, prior to you inviting guests in, you will be ready for them. The way that you can do this is you can practice with someone close to you, a friend, family, coworker, or someone who is, you know, really proficient at the platform. Or if you don't have anyone to practice with, you can go online to youtube.com. And when you go to youtube.com, you'll be able to type in your question at youtube.com. And the YouTube videos will teach you how to do exactly that. So there's a lot of different resources out there for you to learn how to do these things. So if you are struggling to get your your virtual etiquette down packed, there's so many different platforms out there to support you. You need to do the research and find the different platforms that teaches you the technical side of things. The technicalities of it, meaning how to invite people, how, where to send the links, what kind of links to the email or to their to their text. How are they going to be logging on with you? If someone's going to provide you with their email address prior to your meeting, you need to understand how to organize those in your contacts and your email prior to inviting people so that you're making sure you're sending the right links to the right people. So that's a uh, a technical part of things on the back end. It's all about how you're going to do, um, to do your organizing of your information. If your website does it for you, or if you're taking a phone call and writing them down, however it is, you need to make sure that you have the contacts all lined up who you're going to be inviting to your meetings and have them organized to make sure that you're not sending the link to the wrong people. 
Okay. The next thing you need to figure out is when you have those people to come into your virtual meeting, what is your topic? What are you talking about? What are you teaching? What's the conversation flow? When they come in, they should have someone, if not you, if you have a co-host or however you're going to do it, someone to explain to them what the topic of the day is all about and how the day will flow or how the meeting will flow. People like to know what to expect when they sign on to these platforms. You can also tell them, hey, we're going to be recording this. Do I have your permission to record? Because once you share this later on, you want to make sure that you've gotten everyone's consent who were invited to be recorded. For me, when I have my virtual classes, I also tell my clients and my students, whenever I have a course, that it's business casual. You might say, business casual? You're only on on virtual. You're on Zoom or you're on Google Hangout. What do you mean they have to be dressed up in business casual? Well, guess what? From the neck up, I want you to be in a button-down shirt. I want you to be in a nice blouse. I don't want anyone showing up to my class half-dressed in their pajamas with Uh, a shower cap on or any of those things. So you have to set the expectations for your guest the same way you would if you were throwing a party and you were sending an invitation to someone's home. You're going to put on your on your invitation, business casual or formal or whatever the attire is to be invited to this this meeting. If you know that you are a professional, you're not going to come to the meeting in your in your in your pajamas and a shower cap on or a towel on your hair because you just hop out of the shower and online. That's not how it's going to go. So you need to organize yourself as the host to exude proper etiquette. And if you are a guest, you need to be also asking questions of your host so you know what's expected of you for a seamless virtual experience. The next step I would uh, tell everybody to do is Start to get your microphone and your sound in order. There are some people who have really good sound behind their computers and some people who don't have that sound. If you need to invest in a microphone so that people can hear you on Amazon, it's a few dollars to get a microphone that you can put into your computer or your recording device if you're not using your phone in order for your voice to come through more clearly. Because what you don't want is a situation where the people who who are tuned into you, who are paying you for this course or for your expertise to not be able to hear you clearly. Okay. I know that a lot of us are recording and our families are around. So our next topic is all about when your family is in the home and you're recording, you know, life must go on. You may have children, a pet, you may have people that live with you or that's visiting you. You need to have a sign on the door that you're recording in that room to keep it down or communicate with your family that you'll be recording from this time to this time so that they understand that they're not supposed to be knocking on the door or trying to come in unless it's a dire emergency emergency, at which point, hey, you have to look out for your family. But letting them know that this is going to be going on at this time is very important so that you have the support of the entire family and a more smooth virtual meeting. 
Okay. The next step to increase your virtual etiquette is to have your introduction down packed. I hear a lot of people who start their podcast, um, well, I see them start their, start their podcast and start their, their virtual experiences via video conferencing. I'm not sure where they're going with the conversation. They have a mumble period where they're just trying to figure things out. In order to make things a little more crisp and concise, I want you all to practice your elevator pitches, which means you need to be saying your name, what the topic is all about. You need to be uh, talking about what your profession is and what you're going to be doing to help that person, okay? Or what it is that you do. You need to have a proper introduction, down-packed, no longer than 30 seconds, okay? The reason why this is going to be important to you is when you start your virtual meetings or you start your podcast or you start your Facebook Lives, you want to come on looking directly at the camera. Why? Because that is like a first impression in person. When you are shaking someone's hand and you're saying, hi, my name is Zakia. You're not looking down to understand what your name is. You're not looking at your notes. You need to know your name, your title, what you're doing, how you're helping. And you need to get it down to 30 seconds or less. And you need to be able to say that to the camera, looking at the camera, not looking down at notes. This is so important. And I see it happen so often that people come on unprepared. They start the video. They're looking at their notes. They're telling their guests, oh, I'm trying to get it together. Or I, I need to figure out where my notes are. Or this is my first time doing this. Or this should not be your first time. You should not have a guest coming in that you haven't prepared for properly. Like I said before, practice with family members and friends, people who are proficient at the platform that you're using. But by no means should a guest, a paying guest or a professional guest be subjected to 10 minutes of you fiddling around trying to figure it out. You need to be prepared for your guest so that they have an optimum experience with you because you are representing your brand. This is your brand. You are your brand. If people sign in to you, they may be understanding and say, it's okay, we're all still learning. Or I understand that's how I was when I first started. All of these niceties and these things that seem like, oh, they understand it's not a problem. People are saying that to you, but on the back end, they're also saying she's so unprepared. I'm paying her how much for this, or I'm paying him how much for this. And how come she doesn't know how to use it? How come I have to help her to do her her course and I'm paying her for this? So you want to make sure that you're prepared for the people that you're inviting. I cannot stress that enough. Practice, practice, practice. So you're not trying to figure it out on the day when you have a full class waiting for you to figure it out. 
Okay. The next step is you need to work on your vocal clarity. Whenever I start anything, a a podcast, or I'm doing media training with my clients, I tell them, warm up your voice prior to starting out because you don't want to come on dry and your voice is kind of like mumbling or you don't have any energy behind your voice. You need to have next to you a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, something hot, Um, next to you that you can drink in between so you can keep your voice warmed up, okay? You need to do this because it adds to the experience of people listening to you, doesn't it? So if someone's listening to you and you sound like you just woke up out of bed and you're going, you know, live, people aren't going to tune back into that energy. If you're still wiping your eyes and trying to, you know, wake up because you forgot that you had a virtual meeting schedule, people aren't going to want to see that. The next step is everything that you do on camera looks bigger than you think. If you wipe your eyes, if you pick your nose, if you do any kind of anything on camera, it looks bigger on camera than it does in person. Okay. So you're going to want to understand to stop all of those things that we do, those nervous habits, picking in our face and touching, you know, having our hands all over the place. You're going to need to calm down a little bit when you're on camera and make sure you don't do those distracting habits. Okay. Now, another tip for you before I head out, because I don't want to make this podcast too long, I want to give you tips that you can use right away so you can get started. The last thing is your appearance on camera, making sure that as the host, that you take some time with your appearance. You wash your face, you brush your teeth, you, if you're a lady and you wear makeup, apply a little bit of makeup. It always looks better on camera to have a little bit of makeup on your face, which is why all of our anchor members, men and women that are on TV, they wear makeup because you look better on camera when you do. Okay. So I want you all to think about what you look like on camera, you know, styling your hair prior to the, um, the video conferencing, make sure you have the blouse that you're going to wear. I like to see color on, on the host. If you are the host of the meeting, think about wearing something bold like red or, Um, something, a red tie or something that's going to grab some attention as the host of this thing. Okay. So those are a few tips for you to implement in your video conferencing and to increase your video etiquette. You've been listening to Zakia with Peerless Etiquette.